This is where we, we stopped last week. Matthew 5, I believe. Amen. Now, you know, the Bible, Jesus always asks us to do things that are hard. Shoot. I, can I just tell the truth? Shoot. I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, it's hard. That, let me, let's talk a little bit. Why, why is it so hard for us to release the hurt, the hurt that people have caused us? Huh? We're setting out, set in our ways. What else? All right. Man, isn't that something? Like it, so it becomes a chronic disease. Come on, somebody. And it has become a permanent part of us. I'm talking about unforgiveness. I'm talking about bitterness. I'm talking about the offense. Right? And, and, and remember what I said last week. Matthew 5, verse 22, right? All right. We talked about this last week, right? Go to Matthew 6 for me. Go to 6. 14. Yeah. 614. Good. Let's back up for a minute. Let's back up, right? So we're going to go to um, verse 7. He says, and when you are what? Praying, do not use what? Right. As the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Isn't that something? Amen. That's powerful. God said, you ain't, got to, you ain't got to go on and on and on and on and on and on. I know what you need. What I really want you to do is be real. Amen. And here's what I want you to be real about. I'm hurting. Amen. I have pain. I can't forget. Matter of fact, when I think about that person, it brings me right back to that moment, to that time, to that place. You, you know, they call it post-traumatic. Even the smell of that person. Somebody, you smell them, they smell like that person. And you're like, shoot, I can't even stand you. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Certain things bring back certain what? Memories. But do you not know that that's a trigger? Do you not know that Satan wants to use that to hold you back? Can I ask you something? What kind of person would you be without that chronic pain? <clears throat> Come on. You wonder why a person is so drained down and so, so, so on and off. Right? They're on and off because of the pain that they would not release. And I'm saying tonight, Joseph went through so much, but the moment, and we'll look at this here in a minute, but when Joseph got to that place where he was confronted with the people who caused him pain, he felt compassion for them because he was able to release the pain. Are you following me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Look at this. He says, pray then in this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 14. For if you forgive, watch this now. I'm trying to figure out how we got here. For if you forgive others for their transgressions. I'm trying to show you something. I'm trying to paint a picture here. Say, why can I not? Remember, we already talked about forgiveness. We're talking about forgetting. (laughs) We're still talking about forgetting. And oftentimes it's the forgetting. You're praying. You think you've forgiven. But you haven't forgotten. So if you haven't forgotten, you really haven't forgiven. I wish I had somebody. But you don't understand. You don't understand, Pastor. You don't understand. No. If you have not forgotten... You have not forgiven. Because watch this. What if God keeps remembering what you have done? He will treat you a certain kind of way. But grace steps in. Amen. And it's amazing how we will not extend. Now remember I told you. Some of the things we're asked to do is difficult. It's hard. Watch this. He says, if, for if you forgive others, right, for their transgressions, your heavenly father will what? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. So is he saying that, hold on a minute. If, if, first class condition. So let me tell you, in in the Greek, it's first class condition, second class condition, and third class condition. First class condition suggests if and it is true. Second class condition, if and maybe it's true. And third class condition, if and it's not true. But the if in this passage is if and it is true. But you will not realize that until you do it. And right now, it may not seem like it's true because you're operating the third class condition rather than the first class condition. I wish I had somebody. And oftentimes, we rather operate from the third class condition because we want it our way. Amen. I believe that 90% of us in this room tonight, we can get our freedom if we learn how to forget. But God has to dig that old mindset out. Amen. Because when you've lived, nobody's, listen, who taught you how to forgive? From a child. Amen. You kind of made it up as you went along the way. You know what I mean? You figured, well, you pick and choose who you forgave. Come on, somebody. Now, now there are some people who have hurt you bad. And, and look, y'all hang out all the time now. So it's possible to what? Forget. You can't be selective in who you forgive and forget. Now, watch this. He says, if you forgive others of their transgression, your heavenly father's will, father will forgive you. But if you do not, now that if there is in the what class condition? First class condition. If, and it is true. So, so what I'm, what I'm trying to show you with the ifs, the ifs is dependent on you. 
it's still a choice. Because he's not saying forgive them. He says if. So there is a possibility (laughs) that you may not, but it's still a choice. Do I have somebody? And so he says, if you forgive, if, but if you do not forgive others, their transgression, others, then your father. Now, what do you think that means? Many of us may possibly we're walking around. Uh, and God hasn't forgiven you of that yet. That's not a good place to be. Now, my question is like, why would he put that on us? Because we are now a reflection of him. See, we are a reflection of him. Listen, when Jesus went to the cross, amen. When Jesus went to the cross, go, go here for me. Go, 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 go here for me. Will you please? Amen. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. Some of us struggle with this, man. Go to Luke chapter 23. Just, 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 this is off the script right here. I'm coming back to that. I ain't going to let y'all off the hook on that one. Cause, cause, cause I think some of us struggle. Listen, don't just read scripture and think. He says, if you don't forgive the person who hurt you then your heavenly father will not forgive you. All right. But in forgiveness, Jesus is saying not just, so what is forgiveness? And what did we ever, did I ever define what forgiveness is? Huh? Somebody said for and give (laughs) trying to get biblical on me (laughs) for and give. (laughs) You got Greek on me, right? (laughs) Forgiveness is this. Greek, the, no, the Greek word for the word forgive. See, we got to always remember the Bible was written in Greek, Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. You can't take the English words for face value. You could use it. You can take it for face value, but you have to go beyond the words to find out what it really means. Because forgiveness in our culture is a lot different than forgiveness in the Bible's culture. You, you walking with me? Now watch this. But what Jesus meant when he said this, the word forgiveness means this. Come on, Hurt. Ready? Hold on, Hurt. Just let it go. And I know you've heard it said, let it go. But that is exactly what forgiveness means. It means just to let it go. I'm going to say it one more time. Let it go. How long are you going to hold yourself under God's... You want me to say it? Your father will not forgive. And you're walking around thinking you holyfied and sanctified and you ain't even forgiven. And you wonder why you can't praise. 
And you wonder why you're bound. And you wonder why you can't have no joy. And you wonder why it's temporary. Because God has been trying to tell you for a long time, forgive. I know the offense was beyond what you can even imagine. The hurt was deep. But remember what I said last week. I don't know if I said last week. But it was your feelings that was hurt. So you don't forget because your feelings got involved. But here's the thing. I need God's forgiveness more than I need this pain. Lord have mercy. Watch this. I, I need God's forgiveness. Because the truth is, I am no different than the one that hurt me. Because I have periods where I hurt others. And I need his forgiveness. And the person that you're holding hostage, amen, but really, you're holding yourself hostage. You're bound to them. And you won't release yourself. Maybe you like it. Amen. When you get accustomed to operating with pain, it becomes part of you. And watch this. And here's the excuse to medicate. To drink. To drug. To sex. Come on, somebody. To... To live a life without accountability. To live a life without any boundaries. Because, see, the pain that I feel, amen, drives me to what my flesh really wants. But I have an excuse. And that's my excuse to not forget. I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget. I don't care what you say, Pastor. I know what you say, Jesus said, but I ain't never going to forget. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I already know some of you. I ain't never going to forget. You can say, well, talk to me till I'm blue in the eyes. I'm never going to forget. Never, never forget. <laughs> but tell you, Debbie, you got to forget. Some of you can't even open your mouth and say, you start speaking in tongues. Luke chapter 23. I want to show you something that really, really, really piqued my interest while I was studying this. You know, I, I study so much passage. I study so much to get here. And then when I get here, the Lord kind of takes me in different directions. But I always look at it like this, right? If it was possible for Jesus, it's possible for you. I'm telling you, I got a text message last week right as I was done teaching this stuff from a person who had hurt me to the core. I love you. Now, what are the chances? Come on, y'all. One in a billion. Some of you be like, sure, I'm... <laughs> then your mind get to wonder, was they watching online or was they, you, you see what I'm saying? You know, you, you got all kinds of, you know, and this is where the devil, you, do you know how long the devil has been trying to hold you back? 
And do you not know that if you really was to take just a piece of what I'm saying tonight and put it into practice, how much freedom you will have tonight? Watch this. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. But back up for me. You know we're going to back up, right? All right. Okay. Let's back up. Uh, Verse 32 says, and two other criminals and two, uh, two others also who were criminals were being led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place called Skull, there they what? And the criminals. Now, uh, you know, the, the, Matthew has a different account. Luke has a different account. Okay, John, Mark has a different account, okay? But here's the thing. These criminals, they know they were guilty. They said, we deserve this. Shoot, I, man, listen, I, I know I'm wrong. That's, watch this. At least we know we have two criminals in the world who is guilty. Because <laughs> most people on death row won't tell the truth. But in that moment on death row, Amen. They reckon one recognized him as Lord. The other said he full of crap. <laughs> Amen. I already know I'm guilty. So just kill me. I know where I'm going. Okay. But the other one had recognized, man, I need wherever you go. I want to go. He said, Jesus said, uh, today you will be with me in paradise. They had beaten Jesus. First of all, they brought him before the kangaroo court. Now, now I'm trying to show you something. They physically disfigured Jesus. Cat nine in his back ripped his skin off. Beat him. Spit on him. Some of you've been beaten up. Some of you've been cat nined. Come on, somebody. Some of you have been through some things in this life, this thing called life. But until you take on the narrative of Jesus and realize that you have a right now to not allow your accusers, amen, the opportunity to stay unforgiven in your heart. <laughs> Watch this. You're doing Satan a favor when you don't forget. Because he has you right where he wants you. Bitter. Broken. Barren. Come on somebody. Living a life trying to fill your life. Hold on man. Trying to fill your life with all kinds. This is why a lot of people can't settle down. Because they're searching. And they can't find. But God says, do your enemies a favor. Release them. Forget. Watch this. They crucified him and the criminals. One on the right and one on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, 
Now, I, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever really thought about it, right? Like, really thought about this thing, right? He says, "Father, forgive them for what." Now, let's rewind the tape for a minute, okay? Y'all were young and dumb. Amen. Didn't know what y'all were doing. Come on, somebody. Amen. And then all of a sudden, one thing led to something else. Amen. You didn't, you wasn't thinking background. You wasn't thinking where they came from. You wasn't thinking about none of that stuff. You allow your flesh to get in the way. You allow all that type of stuff to happen. And then all of a sudden you found yourself in a situation. Could it be that they did not know what they were doing? And could it be that you did not know what you were doing? Amen. Because the truth be told, most of our hurts happen when we're young and immature. Now, I'm not saying take the blame. But what I am saying, amen, is that if Jesus can forgive, so can I, so can we. But watch this. But remember what he said. If you don't forgive... (laughs) He won't forgive you because now he says, now you have no reason to hold on to that. Watch this. He says, Father, forgive them because of their ignorance. Now, I know what you're saying. I don't even, yeah, I get what you're saying, Pastor. But shoot. They could at least have known a little bit. I already know how y'all think. From the moment you get your freedom, you're right there at the, listen, you're right there to jump over it, but then something, the devil come in your mind and say, no, nah, but they knew, they knew better. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying, y'all. For real, that's how we think. It's like we will not, it's like we want to be free, but when the answer comes, like we have more, we have a question behind the question, behind the question, behind the question. And, and it's like, it's never good enough. So my question to you tonight is this, when will it ever be good enough? When will you ever find, what, when, what payment do you want? You want their life? Is that what you want? You want to see him suffer and walk around with a cane or, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just saying, do you want that much retribution? That doesn't make you no different than them. Matter of fact, that makes you worse than them. Because if Jesus can take what he took and then still say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do then you and I should have the same type of heart to say, I have to let it go. 
So I can be free. Listen, you're looking for peace, but you won't find it until you forgive. You won't find it until you make that peace in your heart, not with that person, but with yourself. Are you with me? Go, go Go to Matthew 18 for me. Just in case y'all trying to get away from that. Mm-hmm. I already know what y'all doing. Go to verse 21. Matthew 18, 21. And then I'm going to give you more time tonight to discuss this because y'all getting deep tonight. Amen. Watch, watch this. Look what he says. You, you know, you know. We struggle, we struggle with this. A lot of us struggle with this because, because we're like, I, don't, I ain't going to fool you. If, you. if you ain't cool, I ain't fooling with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either, either we good or we not. Or I just ain't fooling with you. you, you y'all, y'all following me? Y'all, y'all, ain't fo- y'all following me? Amen. I don't understand how we do that. I understand how we just can't let it the hurt. Watch this. Then Peter came to Jesus and said, and said to him, Lord, how often <laughs> shall my brother what? And I what? Now, the Jewish rabbinic law said that if someone forgave, someone wronged you, you got up to seven times. They get seven seven chances. It's not three strikes, you're out. Now, today, we got this thing right up here. Three strikes, you're out. And it's over. But we Christians. And we all in church shouting and all that other stuff. And we all sanctified and everything. Shoot, but we don't even give them one chance. It's done. Don't call me no more. It's over. Seriously? Do you know how bitter a person you have to be? (laughs) You have zero tolerance for BS. That's Bible structure, by the way. (laughs) Just in case you... Just in case you thought it was something else. Zero tolerance for Bible structure. Okay, but, but my point is this. I, you, you like, he said, now, now listen. <laughs> Peter asked a legitimate question. Okay, because the context lends to the fact that if a brother's in sin, you, you go, you restore him. If he gets mad at you, then you know. You know, you bring the church and you, you know, you kind of get that brother right or sister back right on track, right? But watch this. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to what times? That's 490 times. Now, let me contextualize this for you. Now, if you keep the the idea that Jesus was trying to come across here with is 
at some point you ought to stop counting. But if you're counting 13, 15, 18, and then every time they do something, guess what you're doing? You backing off a little bit. You backing off a little bit. 99, you ain't even got, he said four, Jesus said. I'm going to say it one more time for you BS folk. Jesus said. 400 and what? And then, you know, those of you who are, you know, you got this little, uh, you got these, um, what, let me see, let me see how I can describe y'all. You, you got this little uh, 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 judicial um, lawyer mind. Because the reason I say that, because you got a whole bunch of technicalities. You want to bring in a whole lot of technicalities. But pastor, you know, <laughs> and it's always some form of technicality to go against God's word. Oh, yeah, you got some work to do. And you got the, some thinking to do on your drive home. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Let me ask this question. How much do you want to be forgiven by God? Huh? You want forgiveness, don't you? So what do you think the other person wants? <laughs> They want forgiveness too. And so therefore, as a result of that, you may not see them like that because you've seen the worst in that person, but Jesus sees the best in that person because you're no different. We are no different than the people that have hurt us. We're no different. We're no different. Now, you can play a victim role if you want. Okay, because we you know we're real good at playing the victim card. Okay, we really are. You know, we, you know, so we play the victim role so we can medicate. Woe is me. But Jesus said, What? I do not say to you up to seven times, Peter, but 70 times seven. Verse 23 says, for this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king. See, Jesus now illustrates what this looks like. Who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he had began to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. But said to him, but since he did not have the means to pay, repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife. See, no tolerance. And children and all that he had and repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground. Watch this. I'm trying to help somebody tonight to forget. Watch this. Watch this. And prostrate himself before him saying, Lord, have patience with me. I will repay you everything. This is how we are. Watch this. We want... The king is God. And when we get into our mess, oh, Jesus, Lord, look, please, Lord, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, you know me. You know me. We like this. I just happen to fall. 
See, while you're holding on to that unforgiveness, you're in the same position as the one that offended you. And here you are now begging for mercy. Begging for mercy. Look what he said. Look what he said. Have patience with me. Verse 27. God ain't through me yet. And the Lord and the Lord of the slave felt what? And did what? And did what? And watch the text. Verse 28. But the slave went out and found one of his fellow slave who owed him a hundred denarii. Way less than what he owed. And what did he do? He seized him and he, he choked him. Hemmed him up on the wall. Give me my money. Give me my money. Hemmed him up on the wall. He had just received compassion. He had just received mercy. But this is how we are, y'all. We act right in church. And the moment we walk out the doors, we hemming people up. Give my money. He choked the man. Saying, pay me back what you owe. So the fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him saying, man, have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling. Listen, listen. This is the picture, y'all, of forgiveness. This is what Jesus is saying. Listen, you have received mercy. God is patient with you. And, and listen, and you know what? Watch this. I know you've magnified the pain, but what they did to you wasn't as much as you did to them. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm going to say it one more time. What they did to you was only a hundred denarii. What you did to them was a th- 10,000 denarii. Let me just contextualize it for you. And the truth is, amen, they deserve forgiveness. Just like you deserve God's forgiveness. Watch what he says. But he was unwilling and went out and what did he do? He threw him in prison until he should pay him back what he was owed. Seriously. It go, it's what I said earlier about when I said that if you don't forgive those, your heavenly father will not forgive you. Why? Because you're acting no different. Haven't you been shown mercy? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come come on, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to the Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, you wicked slave. Seven times seventy. You wicked slave. I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have mercy on your fellow slave? In the same way that I had mercy on you? And his Lord moved with anger, handed over him, handed him over to the what? Until he should repay all. He says, my heavenly father will also do the same to who? 
if each of you does not forgive his brother I'm not talking about words I forgive you I'm talking about from your heart and the question tonight is this have you forgiven from your heart And, and, and let me say this if you haven't forgiven from your heart amen then that's where the trouble comes in. That's where you find yourself saying, man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the one, I'm the victim. But Jesus said, listen, I did something for you. Matter of fact, you owed me more than them. You owed me way more than them. But yet you will not forget.